All right. Welcome, everybody, to the UI Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. You can find me at peterwhittem.com. And I was thinking to myself, what's a great way to start off this season? Well, I thought, you know, let's talk about those things that we all use, the tools. And then I thought, okay, do I talk about the web development tools that I use? Do I talk about the app development tools I use? Or do I talk about the game development tools? And then I thought, nah, let's just talk about them all in one go. Why not? Let's do it. So let's preface this by saying these are the tools I use. They work well for me. You may have different thoughts on this. Fantastic. Want to hear about it? Reach out to me, peterwidham.com forward slash contact. Let's get into it. All right. Web development. So I use the JetBrains suite of tools. I have that toolbox and the service where you get them all because I use a few of them. And you're going to find out as we go through the different parts here. But the number one that I use the most is WebStorm. Why do I do that? I do React Native and I do... A lot of React and those kind of things. So a lot of JavaScripty things. And therefore, for me, WebStorm just works really well for that. I use it to build some of my websites, like CompileSwift.com is a Gatsby JS site, which is something built on top of React. That is another tool that I use. And I find that WebStorm works well for me. Now, yes, I get it. I hear what you're all going to say, but there's plenty of free tools out there. We'll get to that. But for me, the JetBrains suite of tools is worth every penny because I can use multiple tools and they have a very similar UI and very similar feel to the way they work. I like using WebStorm. It has the integrated Git tools, a terminal, and all of those kind of things works great for me. Next up, I primarily use a Mac for my development stuff. And therefore, I use Nova by Panic. Panic is a very well-known software house to Mac users. Nova replaces an old one that I used to love, Coda. And they have this Coda app now that works on a subscription, like so many other services out there, software out there. But to me, it's worth it. It's Not only do they make tools that look great, they work great, and it's just a joy to use it, frankly. And again... Works great for my web development languages. It also supports many different languages, like so many of these tools through plugins and everything else. But Nova, for me, is fast. It's the one that I use for kind of those want to get into something, not real deep, heavy work that I would use like WebStorm, for example. Along with that, here it is, the free one that I'm sure so many of you are screaming at me right now about. Yes, Visual Studio Code. It's a classic, I know. Huge support in communities, plug-in architectures and everything else. Yes, I use Visual Studio Code for a lot of things as well. For me, I primarily use it when I want to get in fast, do something and get out again because it is fast. It opens up fast on my Mac and on Windows and I can just make quick edits and get out again. It's just a super efficient super fast editor for those quick things where I don't need to do deep thinking, deep work. And of course, I've already mentioned Gatsby.js. It's, a, it's built on top of React. I also use React for some of my websites, like I've mentioned. And as you'll see when we get into the app development, we'll talk about some other stuff. Moving on from the code editors. Now, again, this gets very objective, but I like to use Affinity Designer 
to design a lot of my graphics because firstly I can do raster in there and I can do vector and what I like about the vector is I can export them as SVG or whatever I need and scale them and edit them to my heart's content once I get them over into say like my web designs something like that. Now along with that yes I do have Photoshop I don't use all of the Adobe tools because I just don't need them, frankly, at this point. But I do use Photoshop because I have been using Photoshop since I think like version 2, something like that. It is so embedded in my brain for working with graphics that it's just a thing that I do. And it's hard to kick that. And it's still a good tool. Your opinions may vary. I get that. Now, along with that, I do also use a Sketch app on Mac. I think that Sketch is a, a wonderful tool I've been using for quite a few years now. And I use the Sketch app to lay out a lot of my designs and play around with things. It's nice and fast. It's very straightforward. Yes, you could argue it's a little bit behind the curve compared to some other tools that I'll mention in a second. But for me, again, it works. It's great. And I can just find a plugin for what I need. Do the thing, design it, export it, use it for referencing code, whatever, right? Along with that, another one that I have switched to using from some other tools is Figma. I'm sure if you're any kind of web developer and designer, you've heard of this tool. It's another great layout tool. Figma, you can also use it for prototyping, just like you can with Sketch. But for me, Figma is a great one for designing things and then either exporting them as graphics or more importantly for me exporting them as code now that is beneficial for me because of react components again like my gatsby js sites and also because i can export the color values in in a way that makes sense for my web development approach so figma like it a lot it is essentially free uh, you could say and there was a paid version and I used it for a long time and then they had this free plan that just served me well. Moving on from there, let's talk about the tools to target very specific things. So I do use MAMP Pro. MAMP Pro enables me to spin up local websites on my Mac in a server very quickly. So for example, the classic example would be a WordPress site. A couple of clicks and I've got a working WordPress site locally that I can get in and mess around with. But it's not limited there. You've got MySQL, PHP, and all of those things, of course. But essentially, it lets me spin up a server quickly on my local site, on my local machine. And I'm just very happy with it. Now, moving on from there, let's talk about source code management. This is one you're gonna, that I use for everything I do. And that is the Tower app on the Mac. Shout out to the Tower folks. I've been using this app for years, and it is my preferred GUI for working with Git. It just does everything I need, shows it to me on the screen there, lets me work with it. Now, that said, I am still a Git command line user because at the end of the day, for me, that's always been the source of truth, right, on the command line. So I'm very familiar with Git on the command line. I do a lot of work there, but Tower is great to have open on like a second screen and just manage everything there while I'm working in other tools. Now, of course, other tools, like I've mentioned, WebStorm, Nova, Visual Studio Code, those all work with Git as well. And sometimes I'll do a quick push in there or something like that. 
But for me, when it comes to the management of that stuff, the Tower app is where I use it. I host my repos on GitHub and I manage them all from Tower. So that is the web development tools. Now, let's move on to app development. So now we're talking about not web apps, we're talking about mobile apps, desktop apps, that kind of thing. Now, any of you that have known me from my other podcasts and other things, yes, I'm primarily an Apple platform guy. But again, that changes with what's needed for projects, right? I'm by no means a diehard. I'm only going to do this. So again, the JetBrains suite, WebStorm. I'm now going to throw into the mix here the IntelliJ idea, the ultimate version. And I use those in this context for working with React Native because I do have to build and maintain and work with React Native apps. That, and for those of you who don't know what that is, just very quickly, it enables me to write one set of source code and deploy it to iOS, Apple platform, and deploy it to the Android platform. And these days you can also deploy it to the desktop as well. But that's what I use to, to do the editing there on those. Again, Visual Studio Code, sometimes when I need it as well for that, get in, make a quick edit, get out again. Now, moving into the hardcore, kind of what I do most of the time, and that is using Xcode. Yeah, I get it. Anyone out there is love it, hate it. Yes, I love it, hate it on a daily basis too. But Xcode is the tool that I use for any kind of Apple platform development. Why? It's their app. And because, love it or hate it, it makes it a lot easier to work with development using Xcode than all the hoops you can jump through using other, other ways and building from the command line and things like that. Now, I do use, occasionally, app code, again, from JetBrains. I think it's fantastic. It's great, but Xcode has got a bit of a lock-in there, right? At some point, you're going to have to pass through Xcode if you're doing Apple development. So I use that on a daily basis in my jobby job, in my day job, and in my projects. Along with that is a little app from the App Store called DevCleaner, which is a great way of keeping a lot of the junk that comes along with using Xcode. It's great for cleaning out caches, derived data, all of that kind of thing. Basically, I would say every time I run this thing, it pulls back a lot of space for me. We're sometimes talking gigs, right? Because it'll find old versions of the Apple OSs that Xcode has in there that I don't need anymore. And it is superb at cleaning that stuff out and getting me hard drive space back. I've already mentioned Figma for a design app. I use that for prototyping my screens, along with Sketch for app development. Those two tools for me are priceless. Those are the ones that I use for laying those designs out. Rocket Sim is an app that I use that sits alongside the Xcode simulators, or the I guess I should say the Apple simulators, right? iPad, iPhone, and so on. And it provides me a lot of functionality that the simulators don't have. I can take screenshots, I can manipulate things, whatever I need to do to just try things out or locate and debug things. Rocket Sim goes a long way to helping me with that, along with a few other apps. But this is a great kind of companion to the simulators. Another one, if you are doing Swift UI, which if Apple has their way, we'll all be doing and I am big on SwiftUI, I like it, is one called SwiftUI Companion. Again, in the App Store, 
And I should stress, all of these apps I'm mentioning, I'm mentioning them because I use them. I don't get any support or anything like that from, from any of these developers for mentioning them. These are the tools I genuinely use. Swift UI Companion is a great one for being a really super interactive uh, documentation, basically an experimental playground for working with Swift UI. I have discovered so many things in the Swift UI Companion app that I couldn't find and struggled to find in the Apple documentation. And they have code examples in there that you can manipulate in real time to see the effect. So often when I'm struggling with something with Swift UI, one of the first things I'll do is pop open the Swift UI companion app, take a look at it and read the documentation and then play around to get what I'm trying to get or to resolve the issue that I'm having. It is great for that. If you are seriously taking seriously Swift UI, I think it's $50, something like that in the app store. And I get it. If you're doing this seriously, invest in your tools. This is one you got to have, right? And invest in your career. This is one you got to have. Trust me. All right. Moving on. I've mentioned again, Tower already for Git management. Another one that's now coming into the mix here is Trello. Now, this is one of those areas where I have tried many different tools. And if you ask me again, two weeks from now, I may change my opinion. But one that I keep coming back to for this kind of management, project management approach with kind of the idea of these cards and columns. And if anyone is familiar with Agile and Scrum and Jira tools and all of that, you'll know what I'm talking about. Trello is a great way to simplify this. And it's got great third-party integrations as well and automation possibilities. So I use Trello to dump in all of my ideas. Like, for example, this UI Buzz podcast. I have a list that lists all different ideas for episodes. And then when I'm ready to do like this one, it gets moved into a different column where I know that I'm now recording it, editing it, making it release ready. And then when they all of that done, it's finally moved into the published, produced column. It's a great simplification here, but it's a great way, even if you're a single developer and not a team, to keep track of your projects, where you're at, what you need to do, dump ideas in quickly, all of those kind of things. I, I love Trello for that. Again, it's free for you to use. If you haven't looked at it, I recommend it. I've tried all the others. They're fine, but this one just works nicely for me and I can access it on the web, from a Windows machine, whatever, any platform, iPad, all of those. So that's my core development apps there. Now, I have lots of other ones that I'll talk about in the future to a lesser extent, but these, what I think I've mentioned so far, these are my main hardcore, get my day job done, get my work done, keep track of my projects, my, my indie dev projects, all of that stuff. These are the hardcores, like use them all the time, all right? Finally, moving on to game development. Now, for me, game development is just something I do for the pure love and joy of doing it. It's not part of my professional, in air quotes, work. I really wish it was, but I just love, I love playing games and I really love making games. And therefore, this is a greater, smaller subset here, but I'm sure there won't be any surprises in here for a lot of you. Number one, Unity. I, I've spent a lot of time learning Unity. I'm by no means an expert, but Unity is the platform that I use to, to make my games. And part of the reason for that is it's one that I've spent the most amount of time learning 
and it lets me prototype and spin up things quickly. And yes, there is the Epic Unreal Engine, and I'm trying to learn that. So I'm not including that here because I, I can't honestly say I've done any, enough work with it. But Unity, I've released games. I'm working on new games now. That is my go-to game engine every time. With that, I do have packages in there, and I will talk about that in a separate podcast about why I use them and why I love them. But with Unity, I use, again, the JetBrains suite. There's an application called Rider, which is really a C-sharp editor, an IDE. And Unity basically uses C-sharp at the end of the day. And I, I'm by no means an expert with C-sharp, but I use it in Rider because Rider has a lot of tools that, again, feel comfortable to me because of the other JetBrains tools, but also helps me learn C-sharp as I go along. And it works great with Unity. In fact, they just released a plugin just recently for Rider that adds some extra functionality to Unity. The two go so closely hand-in-hand hand that for me, it's just a natural to use them both. Yes, I can use Visual Studio Code as well, but for me, I use Rider through and through on this because, like I say, my understanding of the C-sharp and coding in Unity, Rider helps me get there. So that's the one I use there. Again, Trello, I've mentioned, Tower, I've mentioned, and in a separate episode, I will talk about a lot more about how I use Unity, the kind of games I'm using it for, and you'll hear me do episodes on the games that I'm working on as a journal on this, but there are some packages in there that for me just make game development a pure joy, right? There's nothing more fun for me than sitting down working on some of my personal games that I want to make because it's a game that I would want to see. And I do that in my off hours and it is relaxation for me. It's relaxation from writing professional apps that obviously have a whole different level of requirements and demand and that kind of thing. Game, these games for me are just my fun little things to, to play with. And I don't want to play them down. They're not little, but it, for me, it's relaxation to, to work on game development. So that's the three areas that I wanted to cover in this podcast. And we didn't do bad. I got it in around 20 minutes. I hope there's something in here that helps you. And certainly I will put in the links and you will see if in your podcast player links to each of the areas that I've mentioned here. So you can jump out and see for yourselves. Again, nobody's paying me to talk about these tools. I'd love them to do that if they want to. But these are tools that I genuinely use and love. And that's why I'm telling you about them today. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Reach out to me at UIBuzz on Twitter or go to PeterWidham.com and reach out to me there. You can also go to the, the listing for this episode and put some comments in there. I, I really want to hear what you're using and why you're using it because I think this is such a huge area for us to talk about. Well, that's it in this episode. Hope it's really helped you out. With that, I will move on and see you in the next one.